Lord, you speak to us today, please, each of us here, whatever you want to say to each of us as your children. Everything that we've just said in, in the colic and, and the chat and the Bible reading that Karen did in the set, and that was that was really good. Songs were really good. God is good. God is good. We don't have to understand Him because He's God, and He does stuff that we don't always understand. Do you, Lord? We trust you. Lord, we ask you to, for all the innocent involved in the invasion of Ukraine, those that work on the Russian side and those in Ukraine fighting for their freedom, and volunteers coming in from other places, would you watch over them? Would you comfort all those that are refugees right now? and have lost their world, their cities, their friends, their family, their children. Have mercy, Lord. We know you do, but we just remind you for the sake, and for the sake of your children in, in those countries and the surrounding countries there. May you be glorified in them. In Jesus' name. I kept hearing this week three or four times, it was just while I was working, uh, Joseph's word to his brothers in Genesis 50. When his brothers are concerned, because now that their dad is dead, that they're concerned that now Joseph is going to really pay us back for us selling him into slavery. So they, they write him a note and apologize. And then they see each other kind of face to face. And Joseph says, you meant this for evil. God meant it for good. And he's said earlier when, when he gets together with them, he said, uh, God has sent me ahead our great deliverance and that was Joseph and a few years later Moses the deliverer will be chosen by God at the burning bush and God has been providing deliverance down through the years for his children so <clears throat> turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4 this is New American Standard um, I will try to put up some links um, on the church web page. I have had uh, friends from the church who are good at uh, finding things, and I haven't been looking, but they have sent me links to different places. There is a WordPress document that Carol Wimber has written a letter on, Bob and Penny Fulton, Penny is uh, Carol's sister. Um, they wrote articles on this and uh, a couple of other people. Then there is uh, an article in Christianity Today that you can read. You don't have to take the magazine. You can read the whole article. 
it's done it's done a very good job of of the events in Anaheim. There is one on charisma that I have, but I've not read it. Um, I did watch a number of short videos that Christy Wimber, Christy is married to one of the Wimber kids, and but she's very articulate if you, you know her, and she does a lot of ministry in Europe. And I'd seen her uh, videos. I, she, someone said that she's taken some of them down, but and she said that, that she was doing this at first because people kept asking what's going on, what's going on. And so uh, then um, we were talking while Karen was doing her worship set about the events with Hillsong and the stuff that's coming out. So God is exposing. He does this regularly, but there, this is a time of this. And um, so here we have all this going on in Europe and a bunch of innocent, and someone in Russia who appears to have, I believe in principalities. Principalities are a certain level of the demonic kingdom, you know, and until God collects them and puts them in the lake of fire, it says in Scripture, they are renegades against the king of heaven. And, and there's a good chance that they weren't designed this way. It's a good chance that they were the angels that rebelled under Lucifer, as an archangel, you know, he wanted to have a throne like God. And so there was a war in heaven a long time before we were born, you know, and a third of the angels were thrown out. And apparently, you know, you lose your mind after a while once you leave working for God and being under him and decide that you want to have your own kingdom. And then you have levels of hierarchy and principalities are over regions and over places. And it, it, I know I'm, I'm digressing here for just a second, but, you know, the president of Russia acts very much like Adolf Hitler. And I think, possibly, it wouldn't surprise me if the same principality, because they don't die, they just get new houses to live in, that the same one has moved into the, the guy that's running Russia. So it doesn't surprise me that when they give out reports there that there's a number of Ukrainians that have been captured and put on and they're transported to Russia. Sounds like the days of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, Y'all are studying something very pertinent right now. A parallel is going on. Where it's going, I don't know, but God is still ruling. Now, the concern about the Anaheim Vineyard is that, and and I wish they'll prove this wrong next week, but it doesn't look this way. And uh, I met Carol Wimber. Uh, she remarried after John was with the Lord. Um, she actually married a physician that had been taking care of John. Um, I don't, Wong is his last name. She's Carol Wimber Wong. And uh, Penny and uh, Bob Fulton are still around, and I met them the next year, 1984, in the late, uh, we went to a conference called MC 510 Signs, Mission Course 510 Signs and Wonders in, in the Anaheim area. They didn't have the building that they have. They had a, they rented the back of a, of a, of a warehouse, and that's where the church met. And you can see the fireworks of Disneyland every night at 9 p.m. as you walked to your car. 
So I met, I met them, and they were really nice because I was from Alabama, and I'd flown there, and I had a, uh, after the conference ends, I had nowhere to go, and they would take me to supper, take me to lunch. I got to sit around and ask them questions. So tell me what happened with Lonnie Frisbee after they turned off the microphones the night that Lonnie came on Mother's Day, 1980. So I got to hear backstories and all kinds of little stuff, you know. And uh, one of the last times I saw John, he, uh, he called Carol, I think, Carol Kay, maybe, her, whatever her middle name is. He's, and so I see him in Toronto, and as soon as I walk up, he says, I was just talking to Carol. And she said, hey, do we still have those, that artist couple as pastors? And he says, yes, we do, and here you are in Toronto. So John's been with the Lord 25 years. God told me to start a church January the 16th, 1983, so that's 39 years and a couple of months. And come sometime in April, I can't remember the date right now, it'll be 39 years this April that I met um, John and Carol, um, Blaine and Becky Cook, and uh, another guy that was traveling with them. And, and John told him to give, that, give this young man 100 cassettes of different whatever he wants to listen to. And I listened to him all that summer. So there is a, a little group of people in Anaheim that are not walking as they should. So let's just retrace for a minute what the Apostle Paul said to the Ephesians. Because uh, there is an expose of, that comes out every so often, right, Jamie, on Hillsong's people. A new documentary, and it's like, what, part three has come out now? Which is exposing non-Christian behavior in this wonderful group of people that sing worship songs. So why should that surprise us? I mean, Lucifer was probably, we can't prove, but probably the archangel in charge of worship in heaven. You know, Michael is, as we know, is a warrior angel, works for God. Take out, you know, God says, take him out, and he's there. You know? uh, apparently there were, there are, have been three archangels, and we have two, and, and one's a renegade. And a bunch of other angels went with him. So, until this is all over, we need to practice things that God's saying. Paul, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and we, we know this so well, it's, hard, it, it's just so obvious. But it's very pertinent, again, when you hear about people saying one thing with their mouth, but their actions are not matching. Whether it's an Australian group that's known for their singing and in different places, or whether it is a a pastor of, of the flagship church of the Vineyard Movement in America. It's not what they say. It's what they do. It should match, Paul says. 
chapter 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, employ you, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness and patience and showing tolerance for one another in love. Being diligent to preserve the unity in the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just also as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. He spread out with each of us a little different part of it. Therefore, it says, verse 8, when he ascended, he's quoting Old Testament now, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. And then he goes on down, and he says, in verse 11, and he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. In all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by, by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Oh, that's a big long sentence. There are people in the Anaheim Vineyard who are still following the things that they've always followed, and they're probably going to form another church. And there is a group that has schemed, probably starting four years ago. Now, I have to, I'm saying all this loosely because I'm not saying I'm doggone sure because I'm not there, but I've been reading people comments, people that I know, and, and, and they have always, so far in their life, been exactly loyal Christians, long-term Christians, leading people. And I choose that over someone saying, when confronted, well, you know, I, it's, it's strange. It's just it's hard to explain, you know. And, and, it's, and it's a very parallel kind of sidestepping the same way that the son of the President of the United States, when confronted about a laptop found at this guy's store, saying, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he's got. I mean, I guess it could be my laptop, but I'm not sure. That same kind of sidestepping, except this is not the President's son. This is a vineyard pastor of the lead vineyard church that we hi that they hired four years ago, saying a very parallel thing. And then as you go into more information, as the board members kind of, you know, they, they've had theirs out there in a way that they 
stay on for so many years and then they step down. Well, as, they, as their turns were ended up, they were replaced with people that happened to be not even members of the vineyard, not members of that church, not a vineyard anywhere, just friends of the pastor. One by one, the pastor stacked the deck of the board, and when he had it all the way he wanted it, he decided that he would take the church out of the vineyard movement. Okay, he has the right to do that on paper, technically. They have the right to do the stuff they want to with the building. And I hate to say because I enjoyed listening to him when he was in Ireland. But I'm saying, and I'll change it if proven differently, I'm disassociating from him. I will not encourage anyone to listen to him, to have a relationship with him, to have anything to do with him. And one of the worship leaders that, have, that, that was part of the Bethel movement, who has written stuff and is worship leader at Anaheim, has thrown his lot in with him too. So I'll have to say the same thing about him. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that God will bring some light on these people um, and they will repent of things that they're doing. They've got it in their head, the pastor does, that he's heard from God. Maybe he has heard from God, but hearing from God doesn't mean that you go about in, a, in, a, in trickery, as Paul says here in verse 14, in deceitful scheming. There is scheming going on. Christianity Today reports it's scheming going on. Carol Wimber, who knows things very well, in her article that she wrote, there is scheming going on. Now, one of my friends happens to be an attorney, and he, and he has put in two or three locations in different people's Facebook pages, he said, now, nah, we shouldn't be talking about people or even or quoting people that we can't prove. That is true from a legal point. That's a very good, he, it's good that he's saying that to remind us to just don't start carrying tales because you heard this or that. But when it is John Wimber's wife, saying things, I give a whole lot of weight to Carol Wimber Wong. I give a whole lot of weight to Penny Fulton, to, to Bob Fulton. I don't take it lightly, the things that they say. Christianity Today is a, is a very good magazine of very honest, investigative reporting. They're Quoting Rich Nathan, who is one of, at one of our premier vineyards, the one in uh, Ohio, is that where it is? And it's probably because it's a vineyard church that it's more disturbing to me than, than you know. But it, I'll have more compassion for friends in other denominations when stuff happens. Uh, I check my heart and say, yeah, you know, I should have just as much compassion for them for stuff that happened. You know, I, I have to admit that um, I could have I could have been 
more humble about Jim Baker and them. You know, when we found out that he'd spent a lot of money on his dog's air condition, that his dog, his dog, dog house cost more than a regular house. And he had paid for that through contributions to the PTL Praise the Lord Network. And then he went through a season of being kind of, you know, corrected and stuff. And uh, I don't know where he is now at stuff because I don't look for him. So maybe he's better. We've had other people that we've, that have moved in and out of the vineyard movement and have been, sometimes they needed to be corrected. Verse 17, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become calloused, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you do not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in, in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, and be created in righteousness and holiness of truth. The national director, Jay, has contacted Anaheim's board with the national board the national board talked to their board they couldn't even come to an agreement of when to meet together because the Anaheim group prefer to not come out in the open and talk about things and have be questioned everything that goes has gone on there is all of the things that not all the things but things that are in this list that Paul has told the church at Ephesus don't do these things, do these things so that your church will be healthy somebody is not healthy out there some of them have divided minds, they say they're hearing God but then they practice things that they don't want to talk about they want to hide behind uh, obscure language of not coming out. Now, just because that's at this church, it can be at any church. If you end up somewhere else and they start doing stuff in this list, well, then stand up if you, they'll let you stand up and stay or whatever and confront them somewhere. It's hard for me not to get into other parts of the, you know, things going on. You think if 150,000 troops start 
amassing across the street. And you say, what you doing? Oh, we're just doing practicing war games. Certainly there's a lot of tanks you brought. Yeah, we're just practicing war games. Certainly there's a lot of people with a lot of guns and a lot of whatever. I was just practicing war games. Well, you got some ships out there in the down the road. You know, yeah, it's just war games. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Right there. I I don't want to sin against family in California. So I'm going to try to be angry and not sin against them. Because I know it could be, next week it could be here. We could have something going on that just blows us out of the water. And we didn't see it coming, sort of. It was was the ability of the natural part to hide, to not come into the light. He says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. Paul knows that Satan is regularly working at this in the background in people's minds and their activities and stuff. 28, he who steals must steal no longer. That's an easy way to tell if you're moving toward God. But rather, he must labor and perform with his own hands what's good so that he will have something to share with the one who has. Now, Bob Fulton is a guy, and maybe it's guys keep up with the cost of stuff. Because Carol and him are talking about the people. Carol is that. I I can't remember. I meant to revisit Penny Fulton's thing. (laughs) Bob's going, this place is worth $70 million. (laughs) They're just going to walk off with it. Yeah, that's, that's Bob. Bob's seeing what he's seeing and they're seeing what they're seeing but it but people people have looked to the vineyard movement from other movements and stuff it's it's widespread hurt in people and somebody was saying well they felt the most for the old the older people the ones that have been there all the years that this has been going on you know I forgot how many years old it is now. I've still got cassettes somewhere. The labels are probably coming off. And it calls it Christian uh, Vineyard Christian Fellowship of Yorba Linda. It was when they were at the Canyon High School in the, in the very beginning. In, in the very beginning, it was at Rick, uh, Rick Wire's house, I think is his name, Rick's house. They would meet at 9 o'clock at night. They were all had worked in different churches, and they just decided after they had church in the evening, of course, California, you know, the weather's good, 
evening that lasts a good while. At 9 o'clock, they get together, and Carl Tuttle, well, I'm going to ask Carl to bring his guitar. And Carl's been here, you know, Carl's online talking now. He's come through some physical ailments. He's doing a lot better. And ask Carl to bring his guitar, and they would start playing some songs, just normal Christian songs. And every now and then, Carl, that Carl would pick out, play one that was just directed straight to God. And they noticed it. They noticed it that when they sang a song like that, it felt different. Of course, God was behind all this, you know, kind of teaching them. So Carl decided he would write down all the verses that were about worshiping God and made them a set of index. He put them on index cards if he could separate them. And started finding things. And, you know, and then they looked up, started looking up words. And they said, hey, that word they're using for worship, that's uh, equivalent to, in the, in the Greek stuff, it means like a dog being before their master's feet, kind of being there with their master. And, and inch by inch, they started moving toward this. And it was getting so good that Carol told John, John was traveling for Fuller and church growth stuff around, and she says, John, when you're home, you should come sit in on this group on Sunday nights. It's getting pretty good. So he comes and sits in on the group. She said, what do you think? Ah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then God started talking to him when he's traveling. And God says, I want you to pastor that little group that you think is going nowhere. John was, is that you? And things started happening. He went to a conference of Lutherans. And uh, that he was teaching on church growth. And afterwards, the Lutheran pastor came up with a piece of paper. And he said, uh, Mr. Wimber, I, uh, uh, God talked to me while you were teaching. And he, he told me to write it down. And uh, I wrote it down. So here it is. And he rushed off. The guy's kind of embarrassed by it and kind of odd because but he doesn't get stuff like that. So John unfolded the piece of paper. And the piece of paper said, go home. <laughs> He's on an airplane talking to a guy sitting next to him. They're just talking. What do you do? Well, I, I, I'm, I do church growth stuff at the Fuller Seminary. I, they send me out, and I try to help churches grow. Yeah? You ever thought about while you were at home to maybe start pastoring like a house church? He said, What made you think of that? I don't know. It just came into my head. I just thought I'd ask you. <laughs> so he had about 20 stories like that. <laughs> so he told Carol, he says, I'm supposed to pastor this group, but I'm not going to tell them. If God won't say this, then he'll have to tell them. One by one, they'd say, hey, John, if this turns into a church, I, f I feel like you're my pastor. <laughs> so John has a keyboard Carl has a guitar I got pictures of him from the early days and sitting on the bleachers and John's down there and start, they start writing songs Jesus what a wonder you are you're so good so kind you shine like the morning star 
Jesus, what a wonder you are. A few weeks, God gives John another song. Isn't he wonderful? Wonderful, isn't he? Carl starts getting songs. They start hearing songs. They start singing to God. The guy that's visiting Fuller comes and sits in. His last name is Watson. He's a famous theologian in England. He wrote a book about this. He said, something going on here with y'all. When you sing these songs, I feel God's presence. Stronger than I can remember in any church service in a really long time. David Watson went on to write, called and committed some other stuff. Became really good friends with John. But John's with the Lord not here right now. And we have got this book, this whole book, because God knew we needed some guidelines. There's, there's an enemy that hates us. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, verse 29, but only such a word that it's good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God to whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, clamor and slander to be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. We are so glad that you do not change. We are so glad that you have given us people like Paul and they wrote these letters to these churches. And from way back, Lord, you were talking. We've got all these stories, these Old Testaments, just tracing out things, just tracing it out. You meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Moses, I'm sending you. Go tell them, I am that I am has sent you. Go to them and tell them that I have heard their cries. I'm going to free them. Jacob's been told that his, his favorite son by Rachel, because Rachel, he loved Leah, but he really loved Rachel. Rachel, you know, has died in childbirth when giving birth to Benjamin. He's made a fancy coat for his son Joseph. 
brothers have sold him into captivity and brought the coat home and put blood on it and told them that, hey, we think we found this. Is this, is this, you know who's belonged to this? Of course they knew who it was. No, it says none of his children could, could comfort him. And they let him believe that Joseph was dead. 17-year-old son was dead, but he wasn't. He became second to Pharaoh, ran everything, interpreted the dreams, put up the food so that during the seven years of good years, they stored up stuff and fed them and fed everybody. And they come down looking for food to buy, and Joseph knows it's his brother's. And the whole story plays out right there in Genesis until finally he can't take it anymore. I'm your brother. I'm a lot. It's me. Go back and tell Dad that I'm second only to Pharaoh. Pharaoh's telling me he'll give me the best land for you. Go take these wagons and go home and get everybody. So he does. His dad had to had to bury Rachel on the way on the way to Bethlehem. She was buried just outside of Bethlehem. When he sees Joseph, he says, I thought I'd never see you again, but if you were gone. And here you are. Not only you're here, you've got two boys. Gosh. We are the inheritance that God promised to Jacob when he says, don't be afraid to go to Egypt. I'm in this. And I'm going to give you this land, meaning Canaan, and your offspring are going to multiply while you're in Egypt. Now, God didn't tell him the other parts. It's going to be a little hard, you know. We are that lineage. And the guys in Anaheim are that lineage. And may they awaken to truth. Holy Spirit, will you go to those that are in the flesh and will you confront them with your truth? We don't care about the proper. We care about all the people who have been hurt. Confront them for their sake. Confront them, Lord. And do unbelievable things in Ukraine. Things that are so miraculous that there and in Russia that they know God of the universe is not for this invasion. That they're battling with God. Correct stuff with the Hillsong Church and people. And wherever there's 
wherever there is uh, stuff going on, Lord, in Christian Christendom. Here, there, anywhere, will you, will you bring it to the light? And then will you not only bring it to the light, will you bring conviction? And then in the conviction, will you, Holy Spirit, tell them you can repent? You can really, in your heart, you can turn. You can come out in the open. You can, you can tell somebody. You can, you can be fixed, healed, changed. God loved you while you were still sinners. He went after you. He already knew what you would do in time. It's never too late. It's never too late. You've been paid for by Jesus' own blood. He's seated in the place of all authority. Place of honor. He loves you. He loves all of us. We need to be honorable. He deserves no less. Help us, Lord. Help us in this season as we count down to Easter. Thank you for this Sunday.